It's the rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour et bonsoir. I'm not in a very serious mood tonight. Uh, because because a friend of mine is telling me earlier a story and uh, how there was a misunderstanding between uh, her and her husband about, you know, uh, is it okay to send to him uh, ooh la pictures while he's at work? And he said it's distracting him. And she was offended. And I explained to her that it's like not against her. You know, it's, it's funny how timing, and, and I laugh because it was funny mistakes. Timing is everything, right? Sometimes you, you love your partner, you're like in the mood, but it's like you're busy, your mind is somewhere else, and somebody sends you something like uh, ooh la pictures, and it's like doesn't, doesn't make you react the same way. Ah, la, 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 la. I just, I, I love my friends. It was funny. Uh, back to you now, because I want to hear about you. So uh, a question, 855-905-8255. If you have a question for me, call 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Jenna. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Jenna. What's going on? How can I help you tonight? Well, my mother-in-law doesn't like me very much. And my husband never stands up for me to her. So I'm wondering how I can get him to defend me. I've asked him so many times, but I just can't seem to get him to do it. He never defends you? No. How does that make you feel? It makes me feel bad because she's not very nice to me. So bad like what? Do you feel humiliated? Do you feel um, uh, lonely? How does that make you feel? The emotions I... when she is mean to you and he doesn't defend you? I feel lonely and uh, unprotected. Okay. You've told him that? Yeah, I have. And what does he say? Um, he says he's going to stand up for me. He's a very gentle person, and he doesn't like confrontation, and she's kind of domineering, but in a nice way. So he says he's going to do it, but when it comes down to it, he never does. I see. I'm going to give you a solution that is going to change things a little bit. Uh, it comes from my mother, who didn't get along with my mother-in-law a long time ago. Um, she stopped seeing her completely. That was that. Um, the, the, I think that you don't have to, you know, it, it's, it's, I don't believe in the fact we have to be, you know, friends if we're not friends and pretend. We have to be polite and respectful. But tell your husband, listen, if you can't tell her to stop, I'm not going to see her anymore. That's it. So, uh, you know, I, uh, I, in my house, my rules, and I will uh, stand my ground. She's welcome, but, I, you know, I'll stay away. There's no reason in my life to have a toxic person attack me uh, constantly because she's my mother-in-law. Life is too short to be attacked by your mother-in-law. If, you, if your husband can't stop it, you stop it. You say that's enough, and you just don't see her anymore. Is that possible? Yeah, it is. I'm tired of it. <laughs> the, I, listen. I'm glad we're on the same page. No one is entitled to be mean to anyone else. And that's that. And if we don't have to see them, it's not work. Well, we just don't see them. Bye-bye. Au revoir. Hasta la vista. Okay? Okay. All right, Jenna. You know what to do. Distance, distance, distance. You have a good night. Coming up, I'm going to go help Maura who sent me a Facebook message about her boyfriend and social media, and I want to help her with that matter. Next. So Maura sent me a Facebook message at The Rendezvous Show saying, Bonjour Simon, my boyfriend and I have been exclusive for seven months, but his relationship status on Facebook is still single. I haven't asked him about it yet because I don't want to make things weird, but it bothers me. So Simon, what should I do about that? 
Good question, Mora. What should you do if you're together for seven months and his status on social media is still single? What's up with that? We'll see next. So how would you feel if you've been exclusive for seven months and your partner has not changed his relationship on social media from single to in a relationship, which is exactly the dilemma Mora sent me on a Facebook message. What should you do? Speak up. If it bothers you, speak up. Speak out. You've got to tell your partner how you feel. Because people are not mind readers, number one. And especially us guys, you've got to forgive us. We, we don't have this intuition of, of you. I mean, women, they, they have an intuition that is incredible. Us guys, we're not mind readers. And so I think it's very important, if you're a woman listening to me, to not hesitate to explain exactly to you, man, how you feel about it and what you expect from him. I've learned what I know from my wonderful exes. They've told me how to be, you know, hopefully a better boyfriend, a better partner. And, and that's something that, that I would like you to do more. So speak to him and tell him to change his uh, social media status tonight or tomorrow morning, no later. That's my advice. You call the next. Bonjour, Christine. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Christine. What's going on tonight? How can I help you? Yeah, I need a little help. Um, I am trying to figure out how I get my boyfriend to propose to me because we keep talking about marriage and kids and buying a house someday. And we've been in lockdown together, I don't know, like this whole past year. And yeah. nothing. So I feel like we keep talking and talking and I've... I kind of like to push it along, but I also, I really don't want to like kill the moment for him. I know it's a big special thing and I don't want to gazump that. So um, I'm trying to figure out how to do this gently. <laughs> Let me help you. First of all, so you, you've been together for a year and a half, but how long exclusive? No, we, we've been talking about marriage for like a year and a half. We've been together a bit over two years. Okay. Um, how old are you? I'm 28. How old is he? He's 32. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm going to answer how guys think. It's going to help you see, you know, the inside of a mind of a man. Uh, when it comes to getting engaged, getting married, being a dad and all of that, uh, this is the most important, but the most probably sometimes uh, uh, scary decision to take. And I'm going to be very honest. Why? Because um, once you say yes and you propose obviously you're not supposed to have other women you're not supposed to have anything it's it that's it okay and the process to get from the natural you know playful mind of a man to i'm ready for this this is the one some guys will take a month sometimes will take five years sometimes will take three years I, I i don't want you to force it don't because it would not be real if i give you any advice on how to force it uh, after just two years and, and he does it under pressure, he's going to regret it. It's, if, if I can compare this, it would be like for a woman to get pregnant. It's something you want to be ready for, not to be, you know, pushed. Hey, let's, you know, and women don't like that. Women don't like when other people say, oh, you're not pregnant yet. Same thing. So that's the difference with men and women. And what I would like you to do is give it, if you're okay with that, another full year. And then and, and you can talk about it, but no pressure. You all right with that? Yeah, yeah, this was really helpful. I I was feeling like all this like pressure, like okay, and then to be told a year like that that takes a lot off. Yeah. That is something that that I would like you to consider a year. 
just remember, you don't like to be pressured for certain decisions in your life as a woman. A man doesn't like to be pressured for those decisions too. And we have to respect yeah. each other. Kristen, good luck to you. I'm sure everything will go fine. And, and I wish you a good night and many years of happiness. Thank you, Simon. You're most welcome. Thank you for calling. You know, talking about pressure, how do you do when uh, a partner pressures you to take an important decision? What is the right way to react to this to keep the relationship healthy and positive? Let's talk about that next. So I think there's different, I would say, challenges in a relationship. One of them is definitely how to handle the pressure. The pressure of your partner wants you to do something for them or in life. The, the biggest decisions are, as I was just talking to Kristen about, you know, she would like in, uh, to her boyfriend to propose soon. I told her no pressure. And, and I was talking about the fact that women uh, who um, don't have kids yet uh, are in a relationship or are not, but people say, oh, are you a mom yet? Are you going to be a mom yet? You know, or if, if you're engaged and you're not a mom yet, or even if you're married and you're not mom yet, that pressure, which is unbearable. And, and women don't like that. My friends, my women friends always say, it's very annoying that constant pressure from family and friends when you're in a relationship and they say, oh, when are you going to get pregnant? When are you guys going to get pregnant? And, and, you know, you take your time. Same thing with guys. Are we going to get married? Are we going to get married? Are we going to get engaged? Blah, blah, blah. Same thing. If you're not ready, you're not ready. So what do you do then? I'll tell you that next. So if you're under maximum pressure to get engaged, to get married or to get pregnant, I mean, what, how do you do with your partner to say things positively. You gotta put yourself in their shoes. That's love. Love is to be able to be in your partner's shoes and said, is that, are they ready for that? How can I appreciate that? Respect their own timing. Because we are not all on the same agenda. So sometimes, you know, one of us will take, where he's ready to get engaged, the other is not. It doesn't mean they don't love you. They're not ready yet. Sometimes, one of the two is ready to get pregnant, not the other one. So put yourself in somebody else's shoes, for me, is an expression of love. If you can't do that, I don't think you love your partner. It's not me, myself, and I. It's us, we, and not me, myself, and I. So that's my secret. When I'm in a relationship, I've learned after many mistakes, trust me, uh, that if I want things to work out, I put myself in my girlfriend's shoes and I try to look at it from her point of view. And then the pressure dissolves and you can talk together positively. You call the next. If you want to share a personal story that touch your heart, your soul, um, call the show 855-905-8255 and share the story with me. Marilyn, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Marilyn. So, um, somebody close to you did something really romantic for you. Tell me that story. Yeah, this, this friend of mine that I've hung out with in person before, but he lives in the Netherlands, and we started kind of flirting lately, and um, we started flirting more and realized we were kind of into each other, and he's really far away, so I kind of started asking him, like, okay, you know, what do you want here? And mm -hmm. I expected him to say, I don't know, something logistic, like, I don't know, maybe we could see if it could work, and then I could fly there, and you can fly here. I expected logistics, and instead what he sent me was this incredibly romantic message about what it is that he wanted in a relationship and oh. it was all of the same things that I wanted to and so is, is it okay if I read it to you sure please go ahead he said I think I think 
I want somebody who will feel happy about me being or coming home, no matter the issues we have, who challenges me on my beliefs, yet accepts the ones that are a core part of me. Somebody who wants to build a life with me because of who I am, not what or where I am. I don't want to be a convenience. Somebody who's looking at me and tells the guest, these are the things that tie me to him. These are the things I appreciate. These are the things I want to grow and the things I love. Someone who shares their mind and their body out of joy, not necessity. Someone who has an idea and wants to tell me because they're excited. Not someone who wants me to move mountains. Wait, sorry. (laughs) Not someone who wants to move mountains for me. I am no Xerxes. Someone who wants to move mountains with me because they're in the way of where we want to go. Wow, that's pretty good. That's pretty poetic, this man. Yeah, I think that's the moment where I fell in love with him. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, how did you feel when you read that text? I felt like I'd found the one, honestly. I felt like this is the person I'm going to be with forever, and I don't care if he's in a country on the other side of the world. We will find a way to make this work. You know what? I like that because I believe in the power of the universe in terms of make things happen that sometimes we don't even think could happen. But you're right. Things like this will happen. When it's meant to be, nothing can stop true love. I guarantee it. I agree with that. Thank you, Simon. You're welcome, Martin. Thank you so much for sharing that personal text from him. And and that was really beautiful. And have a good night. Good night, Simon. Coming up, I'm going to go listen to Kelly's voicemail because she wants idea for her and her boyfriend. So I'm going to help her. Her voicemail is next. So please remember that you're never alone with a dilemma when it comes to relationship. All you got to do is leave me a voicemail and I'll play it on air and answer on air, just like for Kelly's. Take a listen. Bonjour, Simon. This is Kelly. I'm calling with a question about this guy that I'm newly dating that I'm really excited about. Um, but as soon as we started kind of getting close, he got uh, a dream job where he had to kind of go in isolation and um, do this job without testing positive for COVID in any way or else he would get fired. And, and so we've been trying to keep the spark going by um, having FaceTime dates and I've been dropping off food and we've been hanging out like masked. But I my question is how to kind of keep this going over the next month so it doesn't fizzle out because I'm really excited about him. I'm really excited to hear what you have to say, Simon. Thank you so much. I'll be listening. Thank you for the voicemail, Kelly. Yeah. Um, what can you do to keep the spark alive while your partner is quarantining? Let's talk about that. Next. So, Kelly left me a voicemail because she wants ideas, you know, um, how to keep the spark alive with a boyfriend who's quarantining. Um, let me be blunt and direct. I'm a guy, and um, as a man, we are all visual. And so, with that, the way you text certain things, you say certain things, trust me, will keep the ooh spark alive. A man, and uh, really I'm talking to you if you're a um, woman listening to me tonight, men function on the visual. We see, we feel, we want. Plain and simple. And there is, the, like, oh, the, you know, like the, the television, there is the image, the sound. Uh, the image is the picture you sent to your boyfriend. And the sound, if it's not a voicemail, it's the words he reads in your text. With that, I think I've answered your question. Enjoy and illuminate. He's a lucky man. You can illuminate his quarantine with wonderful pictures and wonderful words. I'll let you pick which ones. You get my drift. You call the next.
Bonjour, Dorothy. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Dorothy. What's going on tonight? Simon, I have met somebody amazing, and uh-huh. I don't know how to act. I can't say the right things. Like, I get super nervous whenever I'm around him, and I need help. <laughs> I need help. <laughs> so tell me, how does that make you feel? Like, when, let, let's put words into your, like, feelings. How does that make you feel when you're with him? Um, I feel nervous and excited and really happy, and it's I'm overwhelmed by all these emotions that I feel like I can't act normal, like my normal self. Like I, I get nervous, like I, I stutter over my words, and I don't mm-hmm. say the right things, and it's like I'm a kid again. Mm-hmm. So you feel like you're regressing. It's like from an adult woman to uh, you know a teenage girl or whatever, right? Something like that. Yes. Right. Um, what, what happens? What is your fear when you're with him? What's the fear? I guess I fear that he might not like me as much as I like him. Okay, so it's the fear of rejection, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, how long you've been seeing this guy? Like, not even a month yet. Okay. Um, have you been romantic, some ooh No, not yet. Do you want ooh with him? I would love to, but I can't even say the right words yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Uh, this is the first time in your life it happens, so it's been like this, you know, with other guys. I've never felt like this before. Like I've had, okay. you know, previous relationships, but I, they've never put me in a in a state like this. Now, in your intuition, let's see. Got to ask you this question: Do you think this guy's a healthy m- man or a toxic guy for you? I honestly think he is the first healthy man that I've ever met. Wow. Okay. Okay. So how about this? I suggest that you take things very slowly. Uh, once you start to kiss, it's going to be good to because kissing, holding hands, or, or making out, or ooh-la-la. When all of this will happen naturally, the adult in you will wake up, right, and take over. So you, you will regain your confidence as it's not so much the talking, it's how you spend time and then you feel wanted, right? Because your fear of rejection is going to fade away as the minute that, you know, you are with this man, you are making love, you are ooh-la-la, but only when you feel like it. And then you're going to see his desire and his passion for you, and as much as you see this, it's going to calm down the anxiety. Oh, okay. So I would say sometimes a bit of less, you know, you can do a little less talking, and more, you know, like we said in the show, less blah, 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 more ooh-la-la at one point. That's perfect. Yeah, you know, it's one of the recipe of the rendezvous. In 2021 with the pandemic, sometimes we need a little bit more, you know, ooh-la-la, joie de vivre, love, life, make love, and less blah, 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 and anxiety. So enjoy and take it easy. Thank you, Simon. Thank you, Dorothy. Have a good night. You too. I got a question. It's a simple one, but it's key. Have you ever been totally heartbroken? Let's talk about that next. Have you ever been heartbroken? I mean, totally heartbroken in pieces. Uh, it's interesting. I posted that on my social media. If you follow me at one of radio, and 95% of you said yes, and only 5% of you said no. And I'm happy we have such a huge percentage who said yes, because I believe, and it sounds maybe harsh, but... Having your heart broken means you fell in love. And if you've never had your heart broken, it means you were never really in love. And it's, it's part of life. 
you know, you you fall in love, you have your heart broken, and you you move on. And of course, I'm part of the 95%. So thank you so much for being so honest with me on, on the social media and on the show. Thank you for spending this late night with me. Et bonsoir. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.